Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast, Baseball Family. Um, I'm Brad. Uh, I'm going to let you know things are going to be a little bit different again this week. Uh, things have been kind of up in the air with some of the changes with our family and, and Briggs family has been going through some things. In fact, um, we lost one of our founding members of our baseball family this week. Uh, Briggs' wife, Tiff, passed away after her battle with cancer. So this week, what we wanted to do is we wanted to honor her by playing some of her greatest appearances on the podcast. For those of you who have been with us since the early days, since the very beginning, uh, she was on quite a few times in the beginning, and, and we had a lot of fun with her, had a blast. She was on kind enough to film with Brig uh, while I was actually down here in Arizona with my with uh, with Wilson and my dad at some spring training games. So we've got Tiff Gets a Baseball Quiz. That is just one, that's one of our favorite segments, so we're going to throw that in there all the time. Um, but uh, I interviewed Tiff for the podcast. That's in there. She was in our Hats, Hats, Hats episode. We had a blast. There's a great clip in there, and she makes some excellent points during our steroids episodes so we've got some of that in there as well um but that was that was one way that we wanted to honor her this week and remember her was by uh playing her greatest hits on the podcast so enjoy and remember tip with us all right so before we get into much else we're going to do a quick rundown with you okay tip okay don't get caught in the rundown all right are you ready okay remind me how this goes it's like word association right well it's it's rapid fire questions and i don't know how many there's going to be because you never know how long you're going to be in a rundown for okay okay i'm ready it could be two it could be five it could be ten we'll see how we go we'll see how it goes (laughs) okay all right here we go okay what's the name of your autobiography Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> laugh and then move on. That's good. <laughs> what is one thing you love about baseball? It's social. It's super social. I love that. Who's your favorite superhero? You know, it was Captain America, but then I saw Ragnarok and now it's Thor. Mine's Thor too. I love Thor. <laughs> What's your favorite baseball team? I love the Cubbies. What's one condiment that you hate? Mm, ketchup. What's one unpopular opinion that you have? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, the, the Pride and Prejudice movie with Keira Knightley is better than the book. Oh, man. I know. Someone's going to slaughter me over that. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Um, What's one thing you would change about baseball? Oh, that's hard. I would change the way that the the fans interact with the game. Mm, We'll talk more about that later. Okay. 
And last one, what is your dream job? Oh my gosh, that's hard. I, you know, I, I'm a, a person that has uh, so many interests that like nothing quite fits. But if I could be a travel influencer like those people on Instagram, that yeah. would be my perfect job. <laughs> Very nice. Very cool. All right. That's it for the rundown. Good job, Tiff. Awesome. Thank you. That was fun. Very good. Very well done. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's get into this. So you, Tiff, um, you're married to a big baseball fan. Big baseball fan. Big Sometimes baseball too fan. big. I don't know. <laughs> There's no such thing. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, did you grow up watching baseball at all? I didn't. And I'll tell you why. Um, my dad, my my poor dad, I, lo- I just feel so bad that this happened to him. But he was an enormous baseball fan. Enormous. And then uh, the 1994 strikes happen, happened and he totally lost he was totally lost faith in the game he was so Mm -hmm. upset by the whole ordeal that he stopped watching he he let the game go completely and so let's see 1994 i would have been seven and i was Mm in um t-ball at the time and i kind of remember like this kind of shift happening and i didn't know what was going on of course and Um, but we didn't ever watch games at home. We didn't go to games. Um, my dad and I played catch for a little while, but I'm I'm sure that I was a very obstinate child and stopped doing it. I'm sure he would have kept going on if, um, if I had let him, but I'm sure that it was my fault (laughs) that we (laughs) stopped playing catch. Don't blame yourself, Tiff. (laughs) You don't blame yourself. Well, I blame the child that I was because I, I mean, I was gifted with an obstinate child as well. And I was one. And so I'm sure I'm sure that that was my my doing. <laughs> and so I did not have any baseball in my whole life until college. Wow. Zero. So that's kind of interesting, huh? <laughs> that is. That's very interesting. I can't even imagine what that would be like. Yeah. It. Yep. It wasn't, I didn't even know what baseball references. Like that's how new this whole thing is in, in my yeah. life. So, <laughs> cause I mean, I did take a few years off from like really following it, but I still went to games, you know, like, um, like I talked in one of the first episodes about how I just, I didn't like baseball because it, I felt like I had been so wronged by it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was really just, I was, it was time for me to be done because my arm was done, but, oh, um, sad. But I, I still went to games, you know, like, yeah, like I, I don't still know. went to Mariners games. I'd still sit down and watch games on TV, you know, periodically. But I wasn't like the fan that I was before or even the fan that I am now. You know, mm-hmm. I can't I, I can't imagine not having any baseball at all. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, I think I need to talk to my dad more about this, uh, this period of his life. But I think it hurt him that much. Um, yeah. That he and just... there are a lot of fans who straight up left the left the game because of that strike. Yeah, because it was a big deal. And it was I just a remember, big deal. I remember um, the day that they finished the season. My dad was like, "There's not going to be a World Series this year." And I felt it. Like for me, it might they might as well just canceled Christmas, right? Like, you, you 
like, what do you mean? It happens every There's year. No world it's like the series. sun coming up. Well, you know, except yeah. for it only happens once a year, but you know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, it's just like there's no how, why, you know, like I I couldn't wrap my head around, you know, my nine year old head couldn't wrap my head around, couldn't figure it out. Right. I still can't, you know. <laughs> oh, it's so it's so tragic. And now that I know like the context, like you know, as an adult, and I'm you know learning about these things. Um, I'm just so shocked that, um, the whole thing happened because an entire several generations of fans did not occur because of this, this year. So it's so sad. Such an unfortunate thing. It's true. It's true that you, you think about it now, the impact that that strike had on the game is way bigger, I think, than they ever could have imagined. Right, because they were seeing just the narrow thing, right? They were seeing, you know, their paychecks or, you know, whatever. Yeah, (laughs) And not not the experience that they were bringing to America and, you know, the fans outside as well. Yeah, it's crazy. It's too bad. It's crazy to think about. But so you were introduced, I guess, reintroduced to baseball in college, right? Yes. So how did that happen? Um. You know, I uh, I had a group of friends that were so awesome, and they um, invited me to go on a road trip with them to Seattle to see the Mariners. Yeah. And Woo-hoo. we were going up there to see another friend that had moved back home. And so it was just like this impromptu. Yeah, I know, right? The Mariners, yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just this impromptu trip, and they invited me to come along. And I never say no to a road trip. Never. <laughs> so well, yeah. So you better believe I was in. Um, And so we went and I had never been to like a professional baseball game before. So it was very dazzling. Um, Mm -hmm. And that uh, Petco field was gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Safeco. Who has Petco? That's in San Diego. Oh, San Diego. I'm sorry. I can't get it. Yes. Anyway, that. Uh, the stadium in Seattle was just beautiful. And I just couldn't believe how gorgeous it was to watch the sun go down with, you know, the skyline in the background. And oh my gosh, it was just wonderful. I also, for the record, had the best pizza of my whole life at that stadium. Oh, really? Oh yeah. I was like, did you get, did you get garlic fries while you were there? No. Is that something I missed out on? Yes, you missed out. You, you. I mean, you can smell them through the entire stadium. Because gets them. <laughs> yes, the pizza that I had had garlic chunks Ooh, in yeah. the sauce. Oh my gosh, it was so good, and I'm sure I smelled horrendous, but it was so <laughs> delicious. Anyway, I so I watched the Yankees play the the Mariners, and I didn't know any of the players at the time. So my friends were really excited about some of these players, like Ichiro and. Um, like uh jeter and i had no idea who they were mm-hmm. what year was it that you were? um this would have been 2000 i want to say it was 2008 it, but it could have been the summer oh, of 07 okay um i you know what i should have known which year it was because i i honestly can't remember it was either the summer of 07 or the summer of 08 can't remember um, anyway, so after that, I was like intrigued because I had such a good time and I had mm-hmm. um, one of my friends was explaining the game as it went along because I actually didn't understand the game. Mm-hmm. And 
and it was wonderful. I was dazzled. I loved it. Well, yeah, like I I say this all the time. I love Safeco and now T-Mobile. Like I love that ballpark. It's so nice. It's perfectly set up with like were you sitting up high or were you down lower? We were up super super high because we had we didn't buy tickets beforehand. We mm-hmm. just kind of arrived and we were um we were late, so we were mm-hmm. way 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 up in the nosebleeds. Yeah, so so were you here's here's my another other my is the other question I always ask. So if you're up high, were you on like the first base side or the third base side or do you remember? I remember being on the first base side. So you were in the prime spot. If you're going to sit up high, that's where you need to sit because you had that perfect beautiful view of the city. Mhm. Right? Out past the left field wall and you could see the Puget Sound out there. Yes, oh everything. my god. It's so perfect. Like It was so beautiful. Yeah, my thing is like I'm going to if like I like to sit in the outfield just because it's a different a different view from where I grew up playing the game. Mm-hmm. I get to see the, the game differently from what I what I'm used to, but if I'm not going to sit there, like if I'm going to go to Seattle, I want to sit up high on that first base side because it's such a perfect view. Mm-hmm. It's like I sitting on the it. mountaintop, right? Like you you see the water, you see the skyline, oh, yeah. you see the oh my gosh, it's just like magical. Oh, and yeah. the other thing that was so charming was the train that goes underneath the stands. Oh yeah. Like, I was like, what the heck? Yeah, <laughs> so, so they cool. have that. Yeah, so if anybody who who's not familiar with Safeco or, sorry, T-Mobile, I'm still getting used to it. It's almost been a full season, and I'm still getting used to calling it T-Mobile. <laughs> um, so when they have that roof open, like where the retractable roof goes to where it's open, there is a train that goes right there, and it's just past, uh, like, right field where that is. And it'll there's trains that will go regularly during the game, and they'll go through there. And they'll blow their horn, and it's really loud. It's but it's really loud. cool. Yeah, it is cool, and it makes the uh, the sand shake, you know, so you get yeah. a, bit, a little bit of vibration. And I I thought it was awesome, super charming. Yeah, it it really is. Like that's the perfect word for it, charming, because it's just like that one of those little things that you're not really going to get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I totally cool. agree. It's super so fun. Cool. So so that was my experience in college. It was just kind of like this fleeting. Uh, well, not fleeting. It, uh, that was the wrong word. Um, it was like this impromptu um, thing that happened, and you know, afterwards, I didn't, uh, I didn't follow uh, baseball at all. Um, mm. And in fact, I'm not really a sports person. But I went to go live in England for a couple of years, and I got into playing and and watching uh, soccer, and um, so I was kind of like getting into like, oh, this fandom thing with sports is kind of fun just because like there's mm-hmm. this camaraderie and there's a little bit of the banter and I kind I just like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um so I come back to the States after living in England for a little bit. I come back and um and I meet Brig mm-hmm. and who is just the baseball guy (laughs) (laughs) and so I think my heart was just being prepped over years and I didn't know I was going to be you know marrying this this enormous fan and um one of our very first dates was going to um an Orem Owls game who is the rookie affiliate for that for the Angels and he bought me a t-shirt and it had an owl on it it was red (laughs) it had an owl on it and um, he took me to the game and I was hooked. 
I was hooked after that. It was so much fun. And that mm-hmm. that little tiny stadium um, was so intimate. You know, there's there was probably a hundred of us there that night. Oh, that's what it feels like, huh? It does feel like that. There's maybe more, but it does not feel that way. Like, or it, it feels so tiny. Yeah, they don't draw, and it's a really small stadium. There's not a bad seat anywhere, and nope. especially if you're if you're sitting on the grass, you've got a great seat too. Yeah, that's a that's a nice little ballpark, especially when you get really introduced to the game because you yeah you can see it, you can hear it, you can pretty much smell it. So. Yeah, <laughs> you're close enough to the players that, you know, during those summer nights, sometimes you think you're sharing that. Um, but what I, uh, so one thing that charmed me to death about uh, the owls was that um, all of the host families, so the families that um, let the players come and stay with them during the season, and they do a short season, mm-hmm. um, they all come and mm-hmm. they all sit together. And so we kind of got to start meeting these families and we, we would talk about the players and we would talk about like the lives of the players. And I just thought to myself, like, what is this weird sport that makes these players go through this system? And like, I don't know, I just fell in love with like the human aspect of this game where these players really dedicate everything to hopefully making it. And it just opened my heart to everything uh, that baseball has to offer. That's yeah, that's awesome. That is one thing that's really cool that sometimes you don't think about that you have to love baseball to make it to that top level. Like you oh. really do. Some of those guys stay in for years and years and years and mm-hmm. I cannot imagine doing, oh, yeah. doing that. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. And and another thing that's cool about those host families is they're basically just renting out a room to those guys and mm-hmm. their payment is season tickets to the Owls. Right. You know, like, like, I think that's cool. It's cool. And what I loved, like, some of those families um, clearly were not just, like, here, rent a room for me, but they were like, you know, you're part of our family this summer. Like, we're going to support you, and we're going to come and cheer for you. And I thought that was so, like, I so connected with that. Like, Mm -hmm. that families were willing to open up their home and welcome in a stranger for the whole summer and they were going to pretend like, or not not pretend, they were going to actually let this person be part of their family. And I just, um, I really connected with that. Yeah, and and that I feel like that's one aspect of baseball. We, we always talk about baseball family, right? That's one mm-hmm. of the big things with baseball together and, and nine plus us, everything. And it truly is, like, minor league baseball is a family, right? That... I've I talked to some of those host families too while I was working for the Owls and they had talked to and there were some people who talked to about um I think there was a family who had hosted maybe it was Mark Trumbo. I can't remember They're like, Oh yeah, we still talk to him on a pretty regular basis, you know, that we uh, we catch up with him a, a few times a year and he lets us know how he's doing, you know, like he's oh my gosh, great. That's so he cool. was great to have. Like that's super cool. Like that's a that's such a great experience and just so cool that you can that you can have those guys have those stories, you know, down the road. So yeah. I think that's, that's so cool. We always said that if we ever end up back in Orem, that we would, we would be a host family. That was like, that's on yeah. our bucket list to, to be a part of that, a part of that that's baseball cool. family. That's really cool. So speaking of Orem, 
Um, I thought it was super cool how you guys ended up from Orem to South Carolina where you guys are now. Like that big old road trip that you guys took. Yes. And, oh my gosh. And what you guys did to kind of get there and how you ended up where you are as far as like one of the requirements was good baseball. Right. It was because we had our, a lot of our courtship happened at a baseball game and we, we realized like, this is something that we love to do together. We have to live somewhere always where there's mm-hmm. baseball. We have to. Yeah. How many games did you guys go to on that trip? Oh my gosh. That is a great question. We did. So we went to, um, a feet, uh, the, the Diamondbacks. Sorry, I couldn't mm-hmm. think of. I'm like, it was in Phoenix. What are they called? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so we went to a Diamondbacks game uh, in Phoenix, and then we went to, you know, what? oh my gosh, there were so many. The ones that I remember, we did Midland, Texas, um, which was oh so charming. They were so darling. Yeah. Um, I loved, I loved being there. Then we went to uh, the Round Rock Express, which is in Austin, Texas. Oh, that's cool. And then we saw. Where was the next one? We saw we when by the time we got to South Carolina, we had missed the last game um, with the drive by days. Like oh, right. I'm not talking like it had been two days or something. That's we stinking so hurricane. Oh my hurricane. gosh! It ruined everything. <laughs> <laughs> Ruining our lives. I know, I know, and it was all about us. So, you know. <laughs> Um, I think th- I, those are the ones that stuck out in my mind. I feel like we went to another game while we were out there. Um, I would have to ask Brig. He has an amazing Is that memory. when you guys went to Chattanooga? <gasps> yes, I forgot about Chattanooga. <laughs> oh, my God. Your mind. <laughs> I really did. Look at this. Look what just happened. I totally blocked it. You know, and that's so funny because actually we had a really great time at that game, but it was so hot and they make you they make you hike up that freaking mountain yeah. to get to the ball field at the top which is really pretty it's super beautiful um but we had our baby and we were you know just you know you know we were just whining about it but we had a really great time Chattanooga is a really interesting place super darling yeah. Um, small town that's kind of becoming more there new people are moving in and so they're taking interest in the town and so it's becoming more interesting and I really oh yeah okay. liked that about Chattanooga um an old town that was getting some new blood so charming place but we were so mad about the hike <laughs> <laughs> oh i know if you ask brig about that game that was the worst experience of his life <laughs> i know he's so funny but you know him he likes to he likes to tell tell a good story so <laughs> he does he tells a great story and it wasn't, if, he wasn't really so, that bad. if he wasn't so animated about it it wouldn't be such a good story so i know I, appreciate that. <laughs> I do too one of his many good qualities so Having grown up not a baseball fan, right? Uh-huh. And then you've got a husband who's a diehard Yankees fan. How did you end up a Cubs fan? Oh, this is a really great question. So, first of all, if you know anything about me, I will not be told what to do or think. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so that's so... where Lily gets it. <laughs> oh, I wondered. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's seriously. Oh my, but I didn't realize that like how hard that attitude would be at such a young age. It's just miserable, but also very darling. Um, mm-hmm. so this story actually comes from living in England. Okay. So when I lived in uh, England, I lived in Manchester for a little bit. And of course, Manchester United is uh, an incredibly huge team. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing that, and I'm sorry, you United fans out there, this is something that I did not like and therefore would not be a fan of Manchester United. Um the fans were incredibly mean. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, they have this. Um, they have this thing about them. They're very competitive. They're diehard. Oh my gosh! Like they would. Oh, but that's just never... Premier League in general, though, isn't it? Well, I think that's probably true. I and you know, since I didn't know anything about soccer before I um, mm-hmm. lived in England, I was um, I, maybe it was just the shock of how um, how tied to the sport the city was and the fans were. Mm -hmm. And something that was very shocking to me was how mean that the team would be to their own players. So they would, you know, they would boo their own players um, if they didn't like something that had happened or they were very uh, vocal and rude. Like um, I just couldn't believe some of the things that they would say to the other team's fans. And I was so put off by that. Um, And then I, uh, I moved from Manchester and I lived in Liverpool for a little while and mm-hmm. I loved Liverpool. Um, the And it, the difference was, was the people there had this completely 180 attitude. Um, and so the, like uh, the Liverpool fans were sweethearts. They were just as dedicated to their team, but they, it was about instead of like, instead of, the competition so much it was about the the camaraderie that they had for each other which was so charming and i love i fell in love with them i fell in love with the city i fell in love with liverpool as a team i fell in love with just everything about uh that place and that experience and those people um that was like those people had my heart for sure and so brig <laughs> is a yankees fan <laughs> And I'm really sorry, but the Yankee fans have the same attitude about their sport as the Manchester United fans. And I'm put off by that. The Philly fans have that same attitude too. Yes. It's like this, this, um, it's too intense for me. And I am not, uh, I am not, I just don't carry these kind of, uh, feelings and attitudes for anything in my life. Like I don't, um, I just don't. I don't mm-hmm. understand that fan experience and that attitude and that city. And however, um, and you know, I've never been to Chicago, so I'm just going to go ahead and get out there and say it. I've never been to Chicago. <laughs> however, um, when, uh, when Brig and I got married, I was like, okay, I'm going to figure out who I'm going to follow. Cause I'm not going to be told to follow Yankees just because my husband does though. That would be very easy. And we do watch a lot of Yankees in our house right. and it's fine. Um, however, so I was searching for the team that I connected with, like I connected with Liverpool and, um, and I found that with the Cubbies and 
I fell in love with their players and their attitude and the the way that the fans were like obviously at so at the time Brig and I were married the Cubs had not won a World Series for a good long time mm-hmm. and but the fans were there to be a fan of the Cubs and they loved the Cubs and they loved each other as fans and they had this history together, but it was all about, it was just like this, this togetherness thing. And um, I found, you know, at the, uh, at the time, you know, the players were just like these goofballs and they were there having a great time and they were there to, um, be with their fans does that make sense like oh, they, yeah yeah they weren't there to impress anyone or you know sweep the series or you know whatever like they mm-hmm. they were there because they loved the game they loved their fans and they loved Chicago. it was still a game it wasn't business right whereas in new york man that is a tight machine yeah it yeah it's and very not that you know, it's, yeah, it's just a different feel. And that's what I connect with. I connect with that kind of attitude. And so I fell in love with them. And now that is my team. <laughs> that's cool. I like that. Yeah. And then it was so fun to watch them go through um, the the World Series. Like after after I had decided, oh, the Cubs, they, they match me. Then they go in and are in the World Series. And I was like, oh, wow, this, I mean, this doesn't get better. And it was really hard not to say neener neener to Brig. And <laughs> he had to have not been very happy about that. You just barely jump on to cheer for this team. They go and win a World Series. I know. He's like, you're a Ben Wagner. And I'm like, you know what? These people are mine. Don't tell me. Don't tell me what I don't, you know, don't tell me. <laughs> don't tell me how to live my life. Exactly. <laughs> I was there in 98. <laughs> okay. Yes. And me and everybody else, right? All of America, we all, even people that didn't like baseball, were tuned in and paying attention. We didn't. My my family, we weren't Cubs and and Cardinals fans. You oh, know, no. we, we weren't. Yeah. But we watched Mark McGuire play baseball every day yeah. if we could, yeah. every single day. So the other argument we run into is whether or not this performance enhancing thing is good for baseball. Does it enhance the product? Does it bring in more excitement or, or whatever? You know, you hear these arguments all the time. So, Tiff, what, what do you think? Is it good for baseball? Does it enhance the product? I would say that it doesn't. And here's why I'm going to make a comparison with the Olympics. Um, when we watch the Olympics... We expect to see the height, the peak of human ability. And our expectation is understanding that these people are real people. These people have worked hard. Like we, we appreciate what they're going through and what they have gone through to get there. And we appreciate it more because it is them. And in a, in a sense of, you know, we, when we watch others perform, we put ourselves in their shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we share the story with them and this is why we endear ourselves to, um, to characters. And um, when we hear about, um, let's say a team, this happened recently that um, used performance enhancing drugs to uh, qualify for the Olympics. And it's, it's an extreme let down as a fan 
to know that other people, it makes you feel like, hey, if I took performance enhancing drugs, I could be a part of this elite group. That, you know, it makes you feel like, oh, there is nothing special about them. So if we, you know, we transfer that that understanding to baseball, and I think maybe we don't think of this very often, but we want our baseball players to be good, normal people that we could sit around the table and have dinner with, but also admire as they play. And when we find out that they have done something um, so recently, you know, when we think about things like Addison Russell and his uh, domestic abuse problems, it takes them from the pedestal of these are our people. These are our our heroes. These are the people that we include in our daily conversations in our family. It brings them down and with it, it brings us down. So if it, so it's not good for baseball because as a fan and without fans, you guys, there is no baseball. There might be community baseball, but there is no such thing as a professional sport without a fan. And so it is not good to have um, elite athletes taking performance enhancing drugs because when we understand that as fans, we have no respect. And without a fan, there is no professional baseball. All right, Tiff, tell us your your favorite minor league hat of all time okay this is a hat that i have seen many times in the store and why i have not purchased it yet is beyond me it because every time i see it i am just filled with lust lust (laughs) oh Oh, man strong word and it is a real it is a real feeling i need to go in the store with when you go to the store i gotta go there with Uh (laughs) feeling would be great okay so i'm going to describe the hat for you before i tell you what it is it's a black cap and the top of the bill has many colored stripes but in like a mexican blanket kind of way and on the front of it is the most ginormous taco you've ever seen oh yeah. yeah so it is the fresno grizzlies taco hat and they make it specifically for one day i believe where they have a taco food truck uh roundup and a competition and uh i I, there is how how could there is nothing better than this hat there's well every day is taco tuesday when you're wearing that yes right I've seen that hat. It's a good one. I like that one a lot. It's not only hilarious, but it's life. (laughs) (laughs) Like they did. I'll be honest with you too. Like I totally get what you're saying with this hat because not only is it hilarious, but they did a good job with it. Like it looks good. It looks. It's a cool looking hat. It's a cool looking (laughs) hat. I think it looks good. I think it looks good. Surprisingly enough, for what it is, it's true. They did a great job with it. And like the perspective on the taco was really funny. You know, like you can see (laughs) Mm -hmm. the insides, but it's like pointing away. It's really funny. I just love this hat. (laughs) I love what they did. That's a great choice. Solid choice. Solid choice. One of my favorite things to do with guests on the show. We are going to ask them irreverent and ridiculous questions. They're not all about baseball. Okay. But most of them are. Tiff, typically we call this the rundown. 
How are you now? I'm good and you. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you like that? I flipped it on you. Whoa. Whoa. It's pretty good. <laughs> I'm ready though. Okay, good. You ready? <laughs> your first question is, what is your favorite fourth inning activity to do at the ballpark? Fourth inning activity, of course, is when you go and get your Chick-fil-A. Because if you're at the Greenville Drive, you can get Chick-fil-A at the ballpark. <laughs> Waffle fries! It's the truth. She speaks so much truth. Yeah, that's my favorite fourth inning activity. Hmm. Yeah, because you have to wait till the seventh to get ice cream. You see, she knows. I do. She's she's with the program, people. <laughs> I am the program, she, people. <laughs> she, she's. I wrote the program. <laughs> she wrote the program. Here we've been taking credit for her work this whole time. Uh, that's a tease for the episode we talked about how to maximize your ballpark experience. By the way, moving on. Next question, <laughs> Tiff. Yep. What is your guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure? Stealing candy <laughs> from my kid's trick-or-treating bucket. <laughs> <laughs> it's March, babe. <laughs> I keep filling it back up. <laughs> I share it with her, too. Just <laughs> You fill it back up. Just... Just so there's something there for you to steal? That's right. So you're stealing from yourself. Well. Does it actually change possession when you buy it, give it to her bucket, and then give it back? Yeah, because she thinks it's hers. Mm-hmm. Therefore, mm-hmm. I'm stealing. So. <laughs> uh, this is a larger conversation we will save for later. <laughs> it's all psychological, you see. <laughs> I can see that. We might need a psychological professional to get in the in the middle of that. <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> what is your favorite baseball movie? Oh, you know what? Um, oh no. Okay, it's the. It's okay. Shoot. It can be whatever you want it to I be. I know, but I can't think of its name. The one where the little boy plays for the Cubs and he has the amazing arm. Rookie of the year. Yes, that one. Oh, it's my favorite too. It is the funniest one by far. You get far. two high fives. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. I love two high fives. <laughs> Me too. That's why I give you two. Thank you. Few people, few earn two high fives. Back to back high fives. Is that like throwing hot stinky cheddar? I love you so much. <laughs> Why is it your favorite baseball movie? Oh, because it's hilarious, extremely quotable, and probably the only baseball movie that has like a full story arc. <laughs> that makes oh my gosh. Okay, that's not true. There's a couple others that also have great stories, but some of them don't, and that's rather disappointing. <laughs> and you all know which one I'm talking about. Do we? Yeah. Do you want to say it or do you want to let that simmer? I'm going to let that simmer. We'll discuss it in the group, y'all. Whoa. Worst baseball movies. Whoa. <laughs> Worst baseball movies? You're going to offend people. I know. I'm sorry. You don't care. Well, Look at you. I'm sorry, she <laughs> says with the biggest smile. <laughs> just love just a little controversy. <laughs> oh, man. Why don't we move on? 
See who else you can offend. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> what is the square root of Yasiel Puig? <laughs> hey, it's a legitimate question. Okay. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Wow, that's getting deep. Uh, it's meta. It's meta. Full meta right here. Uh, the square root of Yasiel Puig has to be... <clears throat> Hold on, let me calculate it in my head. Yeah, pull off your shoes, count on your toes if you need to. <laughs> I don't think it's that much. <laughs> okay, and carry the I, two. <laughs> I think that it might be just a little bit of ego. Just The square root of Yasiel Puig is a little bit of ego. Yeah. I mean... We can all agree with that. <laughs> Okay, they all. Everybody that's in a position of power and stardom has a little bit of that. But Yasiel might have a little bit. I mean, there's the lick and the Let bat me, thing. Yeah. And he kind of just runs his mouth a lot. And well, he runs his mouth right into other people's faces. Well, that's true. With his fists. Yes. And he his bat flips are a little intense. Mm. Though sometimes magnificent enough to appreciate true next question wow you like you like knew what you wanted to say about Yasiel Puig (laughs) I didn't know I'd set you up so well me neither (laughs) Tiff next question okay you ready I'm ready what oh it sorry if your team was a beverage (laughs) what would it be if the cubbies were a beverage Mm -hmm. because you're a Cubs fan Yes. It's important to tell people that, I think. I should so, have led that better. <laughs> no, we mentioned it before. It's all right. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, okay. If the Cubs were a beverage, they would be squirt. The soda. The soda. Okay. Can and, you run me by? And here's why. why? It is, is bright, Whoa. refreshing, Whoa. fun, Whoa. easy to mix with. True. And uh, those who get it. Love it. And then there's everybody else and they're just missing out. <laughs> Squirt. I like the way everybody. you played that. <laughs> it's one of my favorite beverages. It's a pretty Clearly. good beverage. Pretty, pretty good. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's pretty good. <laughs> Stop it right now. <laughs> okay, next question. Okay. What has been your strangest ballpark experience? My strangest ballpark experience. Okay. Um, let me think about that. I've had a lot of ballpark experiences. A lot. I have been there. This could be the strangest food experience you've had at ballpark. Um, would also work. I feel like we've mentioned this before, but I'm just going to go ahead and mention it again. Just in case somehow the word gets back. Oh, no. But if you want to have the worst hot dog of your whole life, <laughs> you go to see the Orm Owls. <laughs> oh, man. They're Great baseball. <laughs> Great baseball. The Great best, Ices. Oh, man. They're icy good. I know. It's, they do so good. But you're right. <laughs> I have never had a worse hot dog ever. Not at a school function. Not at in anything. And that is bad. School, junior high school lunches, those hot dogs they're are like bad. They're like not quite cooked, and the buns are crusty because they're so stale. 
And then they only have, like, Heinz packets. Yeah, they don't, yeah. Not, you know, you can never get enough. And then you're standing there at the booth with all of the condiments and you're trying to rip over the stupid things and you're making a line behind you and, and you end up just giving up. You walk away with a very underdressed hot dog. Underdressed. (laughs) Yes. She wants a black tie gala hot dog. I, yes. So, me too. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly how I feel. Oh, if I can't take that hot dog to an evening with a you know a party a black tie event, that's underdressed. It's not the weirdest baseball experience of my life, but it's definitely one that I keep thinking ugh about. <laughs> we are on video for those of you listening. If you wanted to see the purity of that expression, we're on YouTube. Okay, <laughs> um, great, great answer. Next question. If you could name your dog after a famous baseball player, oh, I'm what ready. name? I'm ready. Goose. Are... Seriously? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> His name would be Goose every day. Or Mookie. That would be a great close second. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> That's a great name. Mookie. Come here, Mookie. Oh, Mookie. <laughs> <laughs> Same with Goose, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, Goose, you're such a good boy, Goose. <laughs> See, it just makes you happy, right? Yeah. And it makes you think you're maybe squishing Goose Gossage's face and going, oh, you're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> with the, the mustaches. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I wish you had a beverage I could dilly-dilly you with. I'll just fist bump that. Fist bump. Man. <laughs> She's so awesome, you guys. I clearly think about this. Yeah, I didn't. I had. I came up with this off the clear blue sky, but you have had this experience thinking of it before. Totally. Whew, I love you. <laughs> I love you too. All right. <laughs> Last question. Okay, I'm ready. If you could make up your own baseball holiday, what would you choose to celebrate? What would it be? What would be your very own baseball holiday. Baseball holiday. Okay. And um, get close to the mic so everybody can hear you. Because this is going to be good, I'm hoping. Um, it would be um, a day where we celebrate. Where we celebrate the magic of Javi Baez. And we would just watch reruns of his tag outs just <laughs> cons all day all day long That's and it. we would be dazzled and we would just yes. love him more and that is what what we what should we call that holiday we aren't calling it anything you are calling it whatever I'm you want i'm calling it <laughs> i'm calling it it's gonna be um um what's a day that really just needs a holiday oh. august has nothing let's do it in august dia del mago Oh, yeah. oh, oh, right here. Two, two of them, two of them. Two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Dia Del, Del Mago. Del. Yeah. Mago. Mago. Okay. His nickname don't. is El Mago. I know. I, I clearly just don't speak Spanish, so I don't have the grammar Me neither. to put it together. It's probably terrible grammar. Sorry, everybody that speaks Spanish. I'm sorry. I'm what sorry. Day, 
<laughs> what day in August should we celebrate Dia del Mago? How about um, the 13th? Because sometimes it'll fall on a Friday, and Whoa. that's a magical day. Whoa. So let's have magic on top of magic on top of magic. I felt all of that. (laughs) There's a reason for this awkward pause. Because I hope everyone at home is listening. I think we just created the best holiday ever. We have to celebrate this every August 13th now. (laughs) Dia del Mago. Dia del Mago (laughs) is happening. You heard it here first, people. There will be stickers. Yes, there are definitely going to be stickers. <laughs> We're putting that on t-shirts. Oh, man. Yeah, be prepared to celebrate. Dia del Mago. <laughs> Holy cow. We'll have to release them a month early so everybody has a chance to get them in. And... Oh. <laughs> Feeling very good about this. This was the best pop quiz we've done in a long time. Or rundown <laughs> or whatever. This you've come with some great answers off the cuff. Thank I didn't you. prep her for any of these questions. Thank you. This she didn't know. This Dia del Mago is the best idea ever. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. 